I naively thought that the Republican Party, who seemed to align closely with my values, was fighting for the things that were important to me. And I always thought it was the Democrat Party that was the corrupt party of our government. Boy, was I wrong. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Planning Podcast. I am also the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are an organization of like-minded ladies and gentlemen here in the state of Washington. We are working hard to forward the conservative movement here in Washington state. We are very active in our government, in our state legislature, and we are especially trying to help elect conservative candidates who are committed to draining the swamp. We are excited to be expanding to a national platform later this summer to conservative ladies of America, and I will have more to share on that in the future. So stay tuned. In the meantime, you can learn more about what we're doing here in Washington state by going to our website, conservativeladiesofwa.com. That's conservative ladies of wa.com. Well, let's dig right in. As I mentioned on the last episode, I am on vacation with my family in Eastern Washington, which is like, if you're not from Washington, Eastern Washington is sort of the sane part of the state. It's more rural, a lot of agriculture over here, and um, a lot more conservative than the west side of the mountains. So I am enjoying some uh, freedom and sanity over here in eastern Washington over the last week. And I mentioned that I would be kind of hit and miss on the episodes, and today is Wednesday, so I didn't record the last couple days. But I do have something, a bee in my bonnet, and I wanted to share it with you. As we come up on our primary elections here in Washington State next week on August second, I'm really getting a firsthand look at behind the curtains of the GOP. And it's been uh, an, a learning experience for sure. My eyes are wide open. Now, I certainly didn't think that the Republican Party was all angels and, you know, doing all the right things and just working to help we the people. But I will definitely say since 2016, when Trump came on the scene and over the last several years, as I've been watching what's going on, you know, we see the, you know, he talked about draining the swamp. That was a huge part of his 2016 campaign. And so we really started seeing how the the Republican Party, the party, the uniparty, uh, my friend Todd Herman calls it the party. And he speaks about basically that that uniparty and the people that really are the corrupt arm of our government who are working against the American people. So over the last several years, my eyes, you know, I keep learning more and seeing more things and getting to see a look at at things that I really would have preferred, <laughs> I guess, ignorance is bliss, right? So um, one of the things that I've been seeing over the last well, over the last year, because here in our state, we had a few congressional races that really uh, took off, I would say, last summer. And now over the last few months, as we gear up towards the primary, things are really ramping up. And I've never been involved in the GOP in my county. I kind of started to look into what involvement would look like. And I really just felt like they didn't really represent me. And I felt like it was kind of a, a 
good old boys club, um, although there are women in there. And, and I, I did feel like the Republican women um, really kind of have a club and they don't want uh, new voices and new ideas and, and newbies to come in and sort of shake things up with new ideas. And so I just kind of chose not to get involved and decided that I could have more impact and influence outside of the party and really educating conservatives. And I would say just your average citizen, maybe like you, who hasn't been involved in politics, really doesn't want to get involved in politics, but sees what's going on in our country. And we know that we have to step up. So I felt like I didn't need to be involved in the GOP to help educate people and show people what's going on. And that has proved to be true and probably to um, to an advantage because I'm able to actually kind of have this outside view of, of things that are going on. Over the last few months, I have watched as, um, you know, we'll have a race where let's say it's a primary and, and the incumbent is a Democrat and you have two, two or more Republicans who are running to unseat the Democrat. Well, it's been interesting to watch how the GOP in either the county or statewide will select the candidate, the Republican candidate that they want to be their winner and the resources, the financial resources that will go into these campaigns. And that's one of the things that I've been doing along with the help of some of my the gals on my leadership team. We've really been trying to follow the money and see who is dumping financial resources into these different campaigns. And you probably aren't surprised to hear that there are PACs, political action committees. Um, they also, you know, have what they call dark money PACs. Um, and these are political action committees who are set up specifically to um, forward an agenda. And whether it is, you know, it's it's typically not a um, conservative agenda there, you know, it's dark money. So no one really knows where it came from. You also have, you know, the business associations, you'll have big tech, big pharma, um, the medical uh, lobbying groups that are dumping money into some candidates and not others. And when you take a look inside these races and look at the different candidates, you are able to see a clear picture of kind of what I am seeing most often is you've got the political outsider who has conservative views, who's really concerned about doing the right thing for the people, doesn't want to play the political games, isn't willing to be a pawn of the party against a, a, a party puppet I, is kind of my term for them. And the money is getting poured into the party puppet. It's been very open, eye-opening to me because the GOP wants to elect people that they can control and they want to control the narrative. So the voters will do what they want them to do. So for instance, uh, you heard probably uh, my friend Scott Stevenson on an episode last week where we were talking about the indoctrination going on in our public schools. Well, Scott is a candidate for the 8th Congressional District. Scott is the only America First Republican running in this race. There are three other Republican candidates in this race. And the Washington GOP has had town halls and other events for this 8th Congressional District race, where they have not, they have intentionally not invited Scott to the race. Well, uh, a PAC uh, that came out through the Republican Party, which I believe is funded by um, or is directed by uh, House Leader Kevin McCarthy. 
So they put out this straw poll. Uh, I came, I, it came over my radar yesterday, and it says Washington's 8th Congressional District could tip the scales in D.C. Who are you voting for? And it lists Kim Schreier, who's the um, Democrat incumbent, Jesse Jensen, Reagan Dunn, and Matt Larkin. All three of those gentlemen are endorsed by or, you know, are in ha- favored light with the GOP, whereas Scott Stevenson is not. So he doesn't even make it into this straw poll that's put out by this top super PAC. So if you're a voter who doesn't really know what's going on and you don't really know who's in the races, you're just waiting for your ballot, you're kind of looking for someone to tell you who to vote for, you're going to see this kind of thing because there's a lot of money dumped into a campaign like this to a straw poll where they're only going to show you three of the Republican candidates and not the one that they don't want to get elected. And I can tell you that Scott Stevenson is is really picking up momentum. He has got a lot of interest by the people. He's very popular in the district. And the party is very threatened by that. And so if they can make it look like he doesn't even exist, then they can control who you're going to vote for on your ballot. And then they have it down between one of the three candidates that they would prefer to have office instead of Scott, because Scott is someone that they can that they cannot control. So they don't want him to be elected. He would be one of those America first Republicans in Congress like Marjorie Taylor Greene, like Thomas Massey, like Jim Jordan, that aren't able to be controlled by Kevin McCarthy and Liz Cheney and all of those uh, rhinos that we've got in Congress. So he is a threat to the establishment. That is just, that's on a congressional level. And I imagine that this is going on in races all over the country. We saw it, for example, with the Dr. Oz race. And that was a Trump endorsement that I 100% disagreed with. Dr. Oz is not a conservative and anybody who thinks that he is needs to open their eyes. Dr. Oz was built by Oprah. Everything that Dr. Oz has gotten as far as his celebrity fame was thanks to his going on Oprah. He went on, you know, back early in the day and then he ended up getting his own TV show thanks to Oprah. And so to think that Dr. Oz is a conservative is like mind boggling. I don't know how anybody could get there. And so, you know, it, it, it is troubling to me to see how some, you know, and, and I don't know why Trump endorsed him. I don't know much about that endorsement. It remains questionable. And I think that we have to question everything. I don't think we we are able to say, well, it was Trump. And so if Trump endorsed him, they must be good. I don't think that we have that luxury. I think that we have to look deep into each of these races and see what's going on, what they don't want us to see, because they're just showing you what they want you to see. So a piece of advice is follow the money. If you have a race in your district, especially like a local, like a state legislature kind of race, go look at like here in Washington, we have uh, the PDC, pdc.wa.gov is where you can go and type in a candidate's name and follow the money, find out who's donating to them. This is really an eye opener. For example, I was looking at one race yesterday, the incumbent has raised almost $190,000. And the challenger, the Republican conservative America First challenger, is somewhere around 35,000. So that is a stark contrast. And so then once you see, like, hmm, that's weird. Why does this person who's not even out campaigning, why do they have so much money in their campaign fund? And then you can go and look through all of their donors and you can see who's donating to them. And it's not citizens on this particular one. It was not citizens. I think they had like 16% were individual contributions. The rest were by political action committees, 
businesses, and other special interest groups. So these are the things that we need to be looking at as concerned citizens, because if we're not willing to take a little extra time to do a little extra research, we are not going to be able to change anything. Because if we keep doing the same thing with these Republican candidates and electing these same Republican candidates, we're going to keep getting the same rhino crappy mess that we've always gotten. And so I would encourage you to please really look into these candidates. Now, another situation that happened in one of our counties, this is Island County Republican Party, which is part of Western Washington and encompasses uh, Whidbey Island, Oak Harbor area. And they had at their uh, Republican Party meeting, they adopted a resolution um, early in the month of July where they would reject the results of the 2020 presidential election. Their resolution states now, therefore be it resolved, the Island County Republican Party of Washington State formally rejects the certified results of the 2020 presidential election. And we hold that acting President Joseph R. Biden Jr. was not legitimately elected by the people of the United States. We have a state senator who commented on this. Republican State Senator Ron Mazal of Oak Harbor said he heard from some very upset members of the party after the resolution was adopted. I think there are always some question about every election, but I was pretty satisfied with the 2020 election, he said. I got elected. Mazal added that while it's important to ensure that all elections are fair and well-run, it's time for the party and the nation to look forward, not back. Both parties are run by very passionate people, he said. Passionate people don't always make rational, pragmatic decisions. This statement from a sitting senator about the elections and basically not wanting to acknowledge what happened in 2020, and regardless if you think it was fair or not, there are enough people who have questions. And as free American people, we should be willing, we should be able to question these results of the election. And if we have transparent elections, then nobody should be unwilling to share the results of those elections if they are indeed the safest and most secure in the whole country, which is what the GOP says about Washington state elections. They're the safest and most secure in the entire country, then they should have no problem being transparent and showing this to the people. We have a huge population of our country that does not feel that, that the election was fair. And we need to address that because until people feel like their voices are being heard, we're not going to be able to move forward. And this whole idea of the GOP wanting to brush this under the rug and really punish anybody who questions the 2020 elections should raise a red flag to everybody. And why does the party want to silence these voices? And one of the races in our state is a, it's a state rep position in the 39th legislative district. And we have an incumbent, Robert Sutherland, who is a very, he's very much a conservative and he has worked really hard to learn about the 2020 election results and has, you know, been really involved in the election integrity committees and things that have been going on around the state. And they are, the Republican Party is, has put a challenger into his race. It's a mainstream Republican, a moderate Republican, Sam Lowe, and they've dumped hundreds of thousands of dollars into this guy's race because they don't want people who are going to question the party. We don't get change. We don't save our country. If we keep electing corrupt individuals who are willing to be puppets of the party, who are willing to play the political game at the expense 
of We the People. And so I want to encourage you today, as if you're in Washington State and you are voting in this August 2nd election, you can go to our website, conservativeladiesofwa.com, and we have a tab for 2022 election picks, and you can look through our list. We've done as good a job as we can to identify which candidates are conservatives. Uh, We have endorsed a handful of candidates that we know personally. Anybody that's highlighted in green is a conservative that we have had a personal connection with. They didn't just fill out a form. We have actually vetted them thoroughly. We've met them personally. We've had experience working with them and we can say firsthand that they are conservative. There, We tried to code the rest of the voter's guide so that you know like, oh, well, we put this person on because they're the only Republican on the ballot or this is the only person on the ballot. Um, If there was no Republican on the ballot at all, there's just a note that there's no Republican on the ballot. Look at your district and then go and do your research. Check out the PDC filings. See who is funding these people. Read their candidate statement. That's helpful. And also reach out to them personally. Uh, Every candidate that I talk to has been telling me that, hey, I'm getting people that are reading their voter's guide and they're reaching out to me personally. I love being able to have these conversations and answer their questions. If you have somebody who's truly in this for the people and for the good of our state and our country, they won't have a problem and they will welcome your calls and they will want to answer your questions. I have a very difficult time getting through to the establishment type of candidates. They don't really want to take my calls and they don't want to answer direct questions. They want to ride the fence and so and I'm very direct and I want a direct answer. So you might find that, but I, I would encourage you to reach out to people, give them a call, do your research, check the PDC filings, and we really have this time that we have to get behind conservative candidates who are willing to stand up for what's right and stand against the party. And it's not going to be easy and it's going to take a long time, but we've got to start somewhere and we've got to start sometime. And I believe now is the time to start. And so I'm going to leave it there for today. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to more interesting revelations coming about as we go through the primary and into the general election. It's going to be an interesting season. I look forward to sharing it all with you. If you have a topic idea, as per usual, check the notes. I've got all of my contact info listed in there and I'd love to hear from you. I will also be linking some of the stuff that I talked about uh, in today's episode in the notes as well. So be sure to go check that out. Be sure to share it everywhere. That's how we change things is just by grassroots, word of mouth, sharing with our friends and telling other people. So I look forward to seeing you again next time.